Hawkesbury Radio. We've, we've got a special guest in the studio. So Chief Inspector Sims has joined me this afternoon. How are you this afternoon? Very well, thanks Donna, and thank you for the opportunity of coming in and engaging with the people of the Hawkesbury. Thank you. So you've come in just in time for traffic. Is there anything happening out in traffic at the moment um, that we haven't seen on our computer? Oh, there's a few jobs that uh, we've got cars to on the way at the moment, so it will be an emerging situation with uh, with the weather this afternoon. Mm-hmm. We do know there's a storm and tempest job um, a little bit out of town. We've got SES uh, attending to that. They are the uh, primary combat agency for uh, storm jobs, and they're assessing a situation there. Yep. Uh, coming here, I heard that our crew out at uh, Wiseman's Ferry, they're doing some work out um, in the open at the moment. So uh, things are happening. It's uh, the start of the shift for the night shift crews, so we do have a busy one in front of us. And uh, the wet weather just does not uh, help because for some reason when it's raining, everybody, even though they know in their minds, don't hurry, people still seem to do silly things out on the roads when it's wet. Yes, they're keen to get home. Uh, You need to allow a longer braking distance, keep that separation between vehicles, Mm -hmm. you know, signal well in advance on what's happening. And remember, if you're feeling frustrated, chances are the person in front of you and behind you is as well. So um, just be kind. Uh, drive, uh, drive with respect, uh, and uh, drive so that you and the persons, uh, people around you, uh, all get home safely. Oh, one hundred percent. And Leon and I, we've got a little bit of a drive to get home, but I'm just going to stretch over here. Oh, hang on, I'm coming. Okay, so I yesterday I was at Woolworths and I saw this, so I grabbed that for you. Oh, thank you. I found a can of Coke, ladies and gentlemen, and it says Chief. Oh, so, wow. So <laughs> I don't know, even if you're not a Coke drinker, I saw that and I had a little giggle and I thought, oh, I'm going to grab that for, for Chief Inspector Sims. <laughs> oh, as they uh, say in that Australian classic, this one's going straight to the pool room. Well, there you go. I'm yeah. glad. Go straight yeah. to the pool room. So I'm glad I could grab that for you. So we haven't had you in here. Well, I haven't for a little while because... I'm busy, I'm not in here. We, we just seem to be playing, uh, you and I are like a little tag, game of tag right now. Oh, um, look, Donna, I, it's amazing. You know, I look at uh, our board of events that we're populating mm. and uh, I hate to say it, but we're booking <laughs> things for, for May. Uh, oh. the, the year's accelerating very, very quickly. I know, it's February next week. Yeah. Already. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And the last time you and I, I think, really sat down and had a good chat was last January. But then, of course, COVID, like, took over the world. So yes. we had a global pandemic, which is still affecting the world. And I know you were involved because I haven't had a chat with you, um, really. You were involved in a little bit of Operation COVID yes. Um, yourself. Yes, I was deployed uh, to the city for uh, well, 18 odd weeks doing uh, operations uh, down there and then uh, local COVID things and... Uh, you know, we um, uh, are still um, supporting the the hotel operations with staff. Uh, our involvement now that things have settled as senior police has calmed down a little bit, so we're yep. all uh, all back in our commands. But there was a, a lot of a lot of things happening towards the the back end of, of uh, last year. That's for sure, right through uh, through COVID, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone got in and. Thankfully, you know, the Hawkesbury's come out of it uh, pretty well. We haven't had um, any issues and problems out here. We are very appreciative of people doing the right thing. And we do remind people those public health issues that if any symptoms at all, please uh, go out and uh, get the testing done. Yep. Uh, maintain your social distancing. Even though the masks might be off in shopping centres now, uh, it's still a, a good protection thing. Uh, remember, public transport still required. And uh, just stay up to date through uh local radio such as Hawkesbury uh, FM on what the changes are to the requirements because they, they do swing around from day to day. Oh, they do. And the government, like I, my family, my son went through two major surgeries during our, our global pandemic and my mum had a surgery as well. And so like I'm from June, July last year, all the way up until now, like I've seen what our medical professionals go through in the hospital. And, and that was just, I mean, I spent 11 days in a row at Westmead Children's where the second time around, because he had one surgery July and one in August, and the difference between how things changed in that few weeks, like it was suddenly masks had to be worn all the time in the hospital, even in the room, um, and it, it's just people don't understand that, a, a lot of people don't understand, I should rephrase that, a lot of people don't understand how serious COVID is. It is a really serious thing. I think... You know, when we look at uh, what happens overseas, mm-hmm. uh, the death tolls and the illness and the, the difficulties overseas, uh, we have been uh, very blessed. We've uh, done well in Australia and 
perhaps sometimes it's because we've handled things so well, we haven't really had the pointy end like uh, the UK (laughs) and the United States have uh, experienced. And heaven only knows what's happening in some of the uh, countries that aren't as open. Definitely. Uh, so it, uh, we, we still have to be vigilant because uh, the virus is, is still out there and all these new strains keep uh, mutating and uh, attempting to get into the country. So um, the battle's not over. You know? No, it's definitely not over. And I think, I mean, I was chatting to my neighbour the other day and his mum, they're from a, little, a lovely little country, a farming sort of country town in India. And his mum was coming over every few months, but because of COVID, his mum hasn't been able to come over now. And she's she's elderly, and um, I asked him how his mum is. Obviously, thinking they they live in a fairly poor part of India, but he said actually where they are, there's only about a thousand homes, and there's like a, a chief of of each little district, and they all keep in touch with each other, and they look out for everyone. So they've kept COVID out of their little part because they are being with what little knowledge they have, they're very vigilant about symptoms, and you think. I mean, here we are. We are lucky that we have a government like we do who have been strict. So when people complain they can't have too many people at a wedding or they can't um, they can't go to a nightclub and dance and things like that, they're not understanding that this is an airborne thing. It's 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 going to spread. It's just not safe. No, hundred so. percent correct. It uh, the virus can't move on its own. It's only people that move it around. So those restrictions are in for a place and. You know, we'll uh, we'll do our best to uh, keep people safe. That's for sure. Oh, and I'm I'm happy about that. So I was glad we got to have a chat about that. Another thing I wanted to have a talk about was water safety because I um I know we have unfortunately had a few drownings um, in the Hawkesbury. Um, there was um, there was an incident last week, unfortunately, and um, it's sad to just think about the way things. I mean, I had a look at um, the Royal Life Saving website and they said that the summer drowning toll for this year, like approximately, is around 61 compared to last year. There was 48 deaths recorded around this time. So, I mean, and I know these aren't just, they say that this is just a, an estimation. It's not all up there. But, I mean, mm. we've had a lot more deaths. Like mm. The worrying thing about that is that, um, you know, that's a number. Mm. But in reality, they're people. Um, yeah, definitely. Yep. And it's it's you know leading into Christmas, um, the the number of families that uh, through drownings weren't having someone around the Christmas table, someone to not unwrap their presents or give presents. Mm. You know, life changing situations, and you know it's one of those knock on effects from uh, from COVID. Uh, people aren't travelling, so no. they're staying local. Uh, they're doing local activities, and with the weather that we've been having, I, I know that working on the weekends you. Look across to uh, the beach on, on the river here at uh, Windsor, mm. and it's packed. It, yep. it looks like Bondi. So we're getting a lot of people, both locals and visitors, who use our waterways. Over the uh, Australia Day long weekend, unfortunately, we had a, a drowning of a, of a 16-year-old boy. And But on top of that, we had uh, five near misses, five near drownings. Wow. Uh, with three separate incidents. One was a family of four and then two other single people. And it was the the awareness of people using the waterways that were able to go out and assist these people and bring them back uh, to safety. Mm. Uh, the family of four all had to go to hospital that ingested and swallowed water. Uh, so they uh, were classed as what they term a, a near drowning. And it could have been a, a horrendous weekend in the Hawkesbury. We were very close to, to losing uh, you know, nearly six people just over in our area over, over that weekend. It's um and it's one of those things I think you know we we had a, a chat about it a year ago and it's things are different now than what they were a year ago because of COVID the world has changed for everybody so these little activities going out with your family out to the river or out to the beach or even to the pools things are a lot different now and but it's people are like my son's gone out for dinner with his cousin tonight and I still have that oh, do you really have to go out you know why are you going because I worry about the crowds and. And it's just, but people, when they get out, they feel like, oh, finally, I'm free. I can get out. I can unwind, have a couple of drinks. But we've got rain right now. So the waterways, the conditions of the water are going to be different. Of course. And and they're they're different every day. Yes. But what we're having now is different from a week ago. Oh, the the river that people swim in uh, tomorrow, if the the sun comes back on a Saturday in the Hawkesbury, the river they swim in today won't be the same as the river they swam in uh, last weekend. Mm. You know, the the, uh, riverbank would have changed. Uh, more snags could have drifted down. Mm-hmm. There could be um, logs or other items that have um, submerged and moved. Mm-hmm. So we, we always urge people that uh, on those hot days when 
there's nothing better than getting in and cooling down. Please um, go in feet first and, and don't dive. Yep. Just take your time. Just yep. walk into the water. Ease your way in slowly so that you are 100% certain on what you're going to encounter as you enter the waterway. Yeah, and that's right. And I think it's, um, and especially when you're going into water where you can't see the bottom, you, you can't look down, you can't exactly. see in. Exactly. It's not a swimming pool. No. Um, and, and, but swimming pools are still dangerous as well. Let's not, I mean, we're not saying they're not. Of course they are. They're dangerous. And uh, I noticed a, a friend of mine had put up a picture on Facebook the other day. She'd bought a swimming pool for her two children. Um, they're three and six. And she said, oh, no, I don't need a pool. And I'm like, I don't need a fence around the pool. But it's a, it's, you know... It frustrates me. People don't understand that children can drown in a few centimetres of water. That's right. And not just children, adults. Yep. Uh, we've got to be very, very water conscious. Uh, part of my geographic responsibility in the command, I look after a lot of um, lot of issues over in the um, Wiseman's Ferry, St Albans area. Mm-hmm. And I've spoken to a lot of good people out there who back onto the river. And they've actually got a, a, a line in the yard. And if anyone goes past that line, whether they be... An adult, a child, they said we wouldn't care if it's the president or the Pope. They go past that line, a life fest goes on. That's that, good. Yeah. They are um, they are very, very proactive and they know that it uh, doesn't matter. You can be a good, strong, confident swimmer, get into the water, have a medical incident occur or you know, get caught in a snag or a current. And the waterways, whilst enjoyable and uh, treated with care and respect, are very pleasurable. We just ask people to always be mindful of uh, of that. You know, Donna, it's a, it's a big uh, pebble in the pond situation. You know, you've got the families who suffer the loss. Mm-hmm. The community suffers a loss from what people bring to it. Everyone in the community has value. Everyone contributes in their own way. And also our thoughts go to the emergency service workers who are responding to these jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the uh, police and ambulance officers, SES, they've got young families and pulling a 16-year-old boy out of the water is very, very close to home. And oh, it, yeah. uh, it takes a toll on everyone. And, you know, we've all got to uh, realise that we ha- everyone has a responsibility around water. Mm. You know, one of the things I say to people here in uh, Windsor, if you're down at the beach and enjoying yourself and you look across and you can see that someone obviously is uh, an out-of-towner and looking a little bit inexperienced about the river, just start a conversation. Yeah. We're yeah. not asking you to be uh, water police and, you know, point your finger at them, but... Ah, simple things. Do you swim here often? Uh, you know, I swam here last week. There's a bit of a current. Do you know how to look for a current? And just the pleasure of actually talking to someone that you haven't met, you may strike up a conversation that's very enjoyable and you're both going to come out a lot better from it. So just um, be kind. Look after each other around the water and uh, realise that conditions can change very, very quickly. Safe Internet Day is coming up on Tuesday the 9th of February um, and I'm a mum with, with two kids who are both on the internet, one's seven, one's 15, so their levels of internetting uh, are different but scary, still scary. You don't know who's who and who they're talking to. You know, look, uh, we, we spoke about how enjoyable the waterways can be but they present uh, danger. Um, now we're uh, back inside, we're looking at internet and once again, an area that can be very enjoyable and very satisfying, very re- rewarding for people. But, uh, gee, there's some, some risks that we need to understand. Mm. And as uh, parents and carers, we need to be able to upskill so we can look after our children. Mm-hmm. You know, we wouldn't let our children walk around the, the street and send them over to talk to a stranger. So uh, what's the difference in terms of sitting down in your, uh, in your own house chatting to someone online that you don't know? And that's and, and I was saying to you when you came in, so my seven-year-old plays a game called Roblox. Now, Roblox is a, a silly little game and, and he runs around and they do little missions and things like that. But he's actually playing live with several other children that he doesn't know. And he says, but they're my friends. And he's they're not his friends, but he can still communicate with them through little text bubbles. So he pushes a button and he says something and it appears in a bubble above his head. And, um, and that's scary for me as a mum because... We, as parents, we, we don't watch what our kids do like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We really don't. Like we'd like to say that we do, but we don't. Like we don't know who our kids are talking to sometimes or what they're doing. I mean, it's, it's really, really hard. And my 15-year-old, he's homeschooled due to spine surgery 
And he said to me a few weeks ago, oh, I want to go and meet a girl at Rouse Hill. And I went, well, how do you know the girl? And he goes, I met her through friends. I said, but you don't have any friends from school anymore. He goes, oh, I met her through friends of friends. I'm like, yeah, but how do you know who she is? And I found myself going to the shops with him. I took him. I walked, thankfully because of the mask, I walked and he walked off in one way. I walked in the other and I watched him the whole time. I watched him meet her and I watched them walk off and I made sure there was no one else walking behind her or with her. And I I felt like an absolute stalker, but you don't know who your kids are talking to. You don't know who these people are. Predators, especially during school holidays, they get, they know parents work, not every parent's home Mm. and this is what they do. That's right. It's a, it's, it's, it's a very sensible thing to do, uh, the safety of, of young people. And mm. they don't have the life experience to understand. They have that um, – I always say there's a big difference from being childlike and childish. Mm-hmm. And when you're childlike, um, you, you think the best of people. You don't think people are going to hurt you. Mm. You don't think that there's um, is, issues and risks that you need to be aware of. Mm. And it's uh, it's uh, it's up to uh, the adults to um, – to, to give them that life experience. Yeah, I know. And, and, I mean, Safer Internet Day has become a landmark event on the online safety calendar. So it started as an initiative of the EU Safe Borders Project in 2004. So oh, it's, it's weird to think the internet's been around for as long as it has, isn't it, really? That's right. And how much it's evolved. Um, so this is... Um, this is now celebrated in 170 countries worldwide um, because, I mean, there's... As it says, cyberbullying to social network, um, digital identities. Like each year, Safe, Safer Internet Day aims to raise awareness of emerging online issues and current concerns. So, and you're behind this this year. Like you've you've sent us um, a bit of information and stuff, and I'm glad you're in here having a chat about it because it's important. It is a very important area of what um, we need to be aware of, and our our command is right behind these engagement strategies to. Um, to reach out and hopefully prevent issues from occurring mm. uh, before they uh, turn into uh, big problems. The um, uh, here in Australia, we've um, got a, an unprecedented amount of use of uh, of internet. You think of um, young people now walking around with smartphones and tablets and other devices. They do have access to these areas, and uh, as as adults, a lot of people aren't aware of the things that they uh, just need to uh, keep a lookout for. Mm. You know, one of the things that we came up um, against was the the identity theft, where through the passage of life, people get their learner's permit or their P's, and they jump online and proudly display a photograph for their license with their date of birth, their license number, their address, and hey presto, um, someone creates a false identity, uh, racks up credit cards, racks up debts, and in a few years' time, someone goes to uh, apply for these uh, privileges and gets knocked back. Um, so, you know, even simple little things like that. Um, an area that we're very concerned about is uh, cyber bullying. Mm. You know, bullying has always gone on at school. I mean, we are going to have a anti uh, day of action against bullying and violence uh, in March, and we'll, um, you know, release details of that soon. But bullying has occurred at schools uh, for a long, long time. But what's happening now is that a child can get bullied at school and then they come home where it should be safe and they can get a breath and a bit of distance and then the bullying continues while they're online. Yeah, and my son actually went through that. Um, he was bullied by... And I'd actually seen little incidents <clears throat> at school. Um, and by the time my son... I mean, I'd even spoken to the boy who was responsible you know, for the bullying. I watched this boy <clears throat> once put his hands around my son's neck going down a staircase. And my son, you know, like... He keeps saying, it's okay, mum, it's okay, it's okay. Um, but by the time he got to year five, um, it was the June, July holidays, he just refused to go back to school. That's right. And I yeah. and I didn't know, but it was continuing at home on the Xbox. And it, it was hard because I saw, I could see what was happening, but then my son was hiding what was happening as well. He wasn't telling me every detail. And it's it's not nice as a parent to know that your kids are being picked on and they should come home and feel safe, but it does continue because these guys then get on social media, they get on the Xbox, the PlayStation. It's just uh, unrelenting and it it just builds the pressure up and up and, mm. you know, no one no one uh, needs to live in that type of fear. So. Definitely not. Um, so that and uh, many other topics will be, it's uh, taking the form of a webinar, uh, our session. Yeah. Um, 
because our friends at eSafety, uh, Commissioner, are still working COVID-safe uh, requirements. So they're going to have a uh, online webinar. Yep. People from the Hawkesbury, we're going to uh, we're going to meet. We'll have a discussion before and after the webinar and participate in the webinar. And what we're doing is um, uh, giving parents and carers the uh, the skills to be able to start a conversation with their children about their uh, online friendships, mm-hmm. uh, and you know push the positive things of that um, internet use. And also helping parents understand that the rights, laws and community expectations that govern social uh, media use. Mm-hmm. We always find it uh, very frustrating that you'll, you'll have people post and say things online that they'd never say to someone face-to-face. Yeah. And there are legal ramifications that can occur to people. Mm-hmm. So there have been uh, people, um, and unfortunately here in the Hawkesbury, there have been people charged with... Uh, intimidation by using um, a carrier such as the internet. And some people don't believe that that's, it, it, oh no, it's not against, it is against the law. It it, against it's the it's law. a telecommunications yeah. offence, isn't it? Um, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. and it, it's um, one of those things, I mean, people don't, the thing that sort of saddens me when I think about my son, like my son's a, a smart, vibrant, amazing kid, but not just kids, adults as well, sometimes people can only take so much. And they yes. get to a point where they just can't deal with it anymore. Mm. And um, and we don't want to see stories about people who have gone and done things because they've been pushed to a point through bullying, through bullying through the... I mean, it's just the internet is such a scary thing. It really is a scary thing. It's a, it's a useful device in so many ways, but it's also just horrendous. Oh, it is. I mean, it, um, it's, and it's like trying to put toothpaste back into a tube... We're never going to go back to a world the way that it was. No. So we have to learn to adapt and uh, deal with the things that are there. And so our uh, seminar, one of the things that uh, will be an advantage is that the people from uh, the Office of eSafety Commissioner will uh, very clearly set out where to get help when Mm -hmm. these situations occur and what what actually can be done. It's one of those areas that uh, whilst the initial report can be made to a uh, to a police station you know this is actually the specialist these are the people that deal with it all the time yeah these are the people that actually have the ability to contact people such as facebook instagram and all these other platforms and say take that comment down so mm. it, it can be done and these people have got the uh, the authority uh, how to do that you know so we, we urge parents and carers who um, need to upskill because recent studies indicate that only 46 percent of parents have the confidence in dealing with an issue. Uh, so there's uh, over 50% of parents are sticking their head in the sand saying, well, I don't know what to do and it'll go away. Mm. And it, it won't. So we you know, we encourage people to uh, contact me uh, yep. by, by email at uh, 33211 at au for more details about the seminar. Or they can, uh, if they are... Uh, interested, they can search a, a booking platform called uh, Eventbrite. Mm-hmm. Search for events at Richmond on the uh, 9th of February, and you can make your bookings direct from from there. And we will share this information on Facebook, of course, on our social media platforms because it is important. It's really important. Oh, it is, and uh, there's no better way uh, than a, a local radio station like this in getting the message out uh, to people who may not uh, be following us on Facebook. But I know the uh, the audience that Hawkesbury Radio has, and there'll be a lot of people will will hear this interview tonight. And uh, please uh, spread the word around and uh, encourage people to uh, to come along to to these experiences. We, we've set it up so it'll be COVID safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, numbers are limited. Yep. We uh, we have um, you know the appropriate distancing, and we uh, can only admit people who have booked. So we've got the the tracing details. Mm-hmm. So we're doing everything we can to. Uh, keep people safe while they're learning about being safe. Absolutely. So, and it, it's um, the webinar is free. Um, it is so free. Yes, it is free. But um, when do they have to have their? If they want to come along, what's the cutoff date for registering? Or once your numbers are full, that's it anyway. Once the numbers are full, yep. that'll be it anyway. Um, and I also encourage people in the Hawkesbury. We uh, try to do a um, an event or a seminar at least every three months, and. We can only do that if there's an interest from the community. So please, if you if you want, 
education from uh, from police and other agencies to continue. Uh, support us as we support you and make certain you come along to these seminars because they are very, very important. It is. And it, it, look, thank you so much for popping in. I know like you've your night shifts are quite busy, as you said, when there's only one inspector on at nights. And yes. so you've kind of got a, a whole heap of... Um, I, I, I'm sorry to all your fellow police officers, but you've got a whole heap of little ducklings like back at the station who you've kind of got to get in a row. And yes, um, yeah. and so, like, we appreciate your time coming in here today. And yeah, there's only uh, another 12 hours to go. We're finishing at <laughs> 6 in the morning. So. <laughs> only another 12 hours, yeah, that's fine. 12. That's right. No, okay. but we're, we're, like, we know you've been busy and stuff like that and it gets hard because, I mean, you and I were having a chat the other day. Sometimes work comes up, and it, you don't know what's going to happen from time to time. Like you guys, just you don't, you can't predict what's going to happen. So, we appreciate you popping in tonight. Uh, look, it's always a fantastic opportunity to uh, to engage with the listeners on Hawkesbury Radio. We we know that there's uh, you know Hawkesbury seniors, Hawkesbury parents out there listening, and it's it's all information that's uh, about the police working with the community to keep uh, keep you safe and reduce uh, fear of crime. So we always appreciate the opportunity of uh, of getting out there and, and raising these very important topics. And we'd love to have you next time you're, you know, you've got five minutes and you want to pop back in. You're always welcome here at Hawkesbury Radio because we know there are a lot of issues that do come up and things that we, just to keep our community aware, that's in, in our community and our wider communities so we i mean seniors are important we've spoken about that before um they're a hugely important part of the community and a lot of seniors don't have contact with many people um so their ways radio is one of their ways of hearing what's going on in the local areas um so it's important that we keep we keep conversations open radio is very important for that regard there'd be uh, people sitting there maybe at home on their own and just having uh, hearing a conversation and voices is so much more personal than sitting down and reading a newspaper or uh, even watching television because this is a live conversation. It's actually happening. Mm. And they could be, imagine sitting there nodding and listening to things and hopefully making notes about what we've been talking about. So we, uh, we definitely have it as a key strategy uh, throughout the year to uh, have uh, lots of regular chats with you. Yeah, that'd no, be great. Like we, um, we do appreciate it and we know... Um, it's Friday today, wet weather, people are a little bit crazier for some reason. It's um, It really does rain cats and dogs sometimes, I really I do think, or poodles, as Bert would say, it rains poodles and cats. Yes. So it um, gets a little bit crazy, but you've got, uh, if it makes you feel better, you've got 11 hours and 46 minutes left on your shift. That's right, it's all countdown from now. <laughs> it's a countdown from now. I hope you enjoy your little can, you can put it in your little trophy room. Certainly. On your little, your man cave. I'm, no. You've got a man cave at home? Oh, no, no, I've... Uh... I've, I do have a little place I keep some things, but uh, no, that'll uh, that'll bring a lot of smiles to a lot of people. No, it was cute. I just saw yeah. it and I went, oh, the chief. Yeah. So, you know, he's popping in. I hope all the other, nobody else tries to steal that from you back at the station. So. Oh, no, they uh, they wouldn't do that. They better not no. tell them Donna from Hawkesbury Radio will come and see them. So Good on you, Donna. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope the rest of your shift is une- uneventful, fingers crossed. Maybe you can just kick back at the station or... <laughs> Uh, still plenty to do. You know, plenty there's do. Um, things. It's, uh, it's the quiet hours are a good time to get some uh, some planning things done, get through some projects, kick things off, and actually have a little bit of uninterrupted uh, time. And before you know it, your, your relief turns up and off you go. So it's uh, not as though that we sit round in uh, comfortable chairs waiting for the night to go. We'll uh, we'll be kept busy. No, no, and yeah. I know because we went to catch up at the end of last year, and you got called out on on things, and all throughout COVID, it was just hard because you guys. You do work hard and we do appreciate the work that the police do, not only in this area, but all areas, because you guys, you really all do work hard. And um, and it's, I spoke to a police officer a few weeks ago, um, I can't even remember, oh, it was about, um, long story short, but um, just exemptions for people with masks, like I've got sisters who are disabled, who don't understand masks, they don't understand COVID. And I spoke to a lovely officer out at Riverston and um, and as I was getting off the phone to her, I said, stay safe. And she said, oh, wow, thank you so much. And I just, and she said, that means a lot to me, but I don't think about it. I, I genuinely mean it. Stay safe because you guys are out there. Stay safe from COVID. Stay safe from all the, the nutters, unfortunately, that are, are in the world. But you guys have a hard job. You do. Well, we do, but um, it is very, very re- rewarding at... Um Basically, it's what we uh, got into it to do, yep. is to uh, make a bit of a difference, to um, to serve uh, serve people, to um, keep uh, things safe. Yep. And I often look around and um, 
you'll see uh, little kids sort of walking with their parents and you often think, well, you know, this is what we actually do it for. It's, it's for the children, for the future, and just building a, uh, working with the community to build a, a safer community. Definitely. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, a lot of people get surprised. We, we do a lot more than just uh, fight crime. We have a lot of initiatives to keep people safe on, on roads and rivers, at, at home, over the internet. So we, yep. we have, um, have a lot of tasks that we have strategies for. Obviously, our, our prime uh, combat agency is that responding to, to crime. But we, uh, we have a lot of other things that we'd like to, uh, to get done as well. Yeah, it's about being, it's involving yourself. And a lot of police officers who um, graduate, I've, I know friends who have come out of the force, uh, Goulburn, sorry, and they've come into the force, like they've wanted to be sort of put in places close to areas they grew up in and because they want to be a part of the community that they grew up in because they want to give back to the community um, because they see little things that are important from when they were little. And, um, and it's always nice to know, like when you see officers who may have been stationed somewhere out in the middle of nowhere, but they somehow always end up back home. And, mm. um, and they bring with them the knowledge that they've bought from wherever they were and they bring it back to their community. And I think it's important. So, and I know you're a local guy, aren't you, from around here? So fairly, oh, fairly local. Fairly local. From the Blue Mountains. Yeah, no, yeah. from the Blue Mountains. It's lovely so we're, up there. Um, yep. We're neighbouring sort of areas with uh, a lot in, lot in common in terms of the, uh, the things that we face and the way that we're policed. Uh, Blue Mountains is a small command similar to what here is, uh, is in the Hawkesbury. And I've been fortunate now, I'm um, getting close to five, six years uh, serving in the Hawkesbury and it is a, uh, an absolute pleasure in terms of the, the community and the, the area that it is. It's, uh, scenically, it's very beautiful and there's a lot of variety and uh, you know, we're getting a lot of, lot of good things done uh, with the community. So it's, it's a short drive, but the drive is uh, definitely worthwhile. I, I think that every time I come in here, because I live out um, in the western suburbs, so I come in and it's a good 26 to 30-odd minute drive. And the moment, you know, some of the roads I'm driving down thinking, oh, but as soon as you hit the Hawkesbury and you see the beautiful scenery, the drive's worth it. That's right. It absolutely yeah. is. And even the people, like Leon and I were saying, I can walk down to the shops and people are just, they're different here. They're friendly. They're just, the community here is just lovely. Like yes. they, we're very blessed to have the community here. That's like right. We have like yeah, good definitely. people. So it's important that um, we keep them informed. So things like this um, Safer Internet Day, we will get some stuff put up on online and on um, the radio station over the next week yeah, to fantastic. just promote that for yeah. you. Thanks, Donna. And you know, just remind people that if uh, any questions at all about it, even if they are not certain whether they should book or not, that email address they can send me questions about the seminar as well, and. Um, uh, we'll definitely answer those uh, nice and quickly for you, and we look forward to seeing people on the 9th of February. Thank you so much for coming in again, Chief Inspector Sims. It was lovely finally having you back in here with me again. So thank you. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. Hawkesbury Radio. We've, we've got a special guest in the studio. So Chief Inspector Sims has joined me this afternoon. How are you this afternoon? Very well, thanks, Donna, and thank you for the opportunity of coming in and engaging with the people of the Hawkesbury. Thank you. So you've come in just in time for traffic. Is there anything happening out in traffic at the moment um, that we haven't seen on our computer? Oh, there's a few jobs that uh, we've got cars to on the way at the moment. So it will be an emerging situation with, uh, with the weather this afternoon. Mm -hmm. We do know there's a storm and tempest job um, a little bit out of town. We've got SES uh, attending to that. They are the primary combat agency for uh, storm jobs. And they're assessing a situation there. Yeah. Uh, coming here, I heard that our crew out at uh, Wiseman's Ferry, they're doing some work out um, in the open at the moment. So uh, things are happening. It's uh, the start of the shift for the night shift crews. So we do have a busy one in front of us. And uh, the wet weather just does not uh, help because for some reason when it's raining, everybody, even though they know in their minds, don't hurry, people still seem to do silly things out on the roads when it's wet. Yes, they're keen to get home. Uh, you need to allow uh, longer braking distance, keep that separation between vehicles, mm -hmm. You know, signal well in advance on what's happening. And remember, if you're feeling frustrated, chances are the person in front of you and behind you is as well. Yep. So um, just be kind. Uh, drive, uh, drive with respect, uh, and uh, drive so that you and the persons, uh, people around you, uh, all get home safely. Oh, one hundred percent. And Leon and I, we've got a little bit of a drive to get home, but I'm just going to stretch over here. Oh, hang on, 
I'm coming. Okay, so I yesterday I was at Woolworths and I saw this, so I grabbed that for you. Oh, thank you. I found a can of Coke, ladies and gentlemen, and it says Chief. Oh, so, wow. So <laughs> I don't know, even if you're not a Coke drinker, I saw that and I had a little giggle and I thought, oh, I'm going to grab that for, for Chief Inspector Sims. <laughs> oh, as they uh, say in that Australian classic, this one's going straight to the pool room. Well, there you go. I'm yeah. glad. Go straight yeah. to the pool room. So I'm glad I could grab that for you. So we haven't had you in here. Well, I haven't for a little while because... I'm busy. I'm not in here. We, we just seem to be playing, uh, you and I are like a little tag, game of tag right now. Oh, um, look, Donna, I, it's amazing. You know, I look at uh, our board of events that we're populating mm. and uh, I hate to say it, but we're booking <laughs> things for, for May. Uh, oh. the, the year's accelerating very, very quickly. I know. It's February next week. Yeah. Already. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And the last time you and I, I think, really sat down and had a good chat was last January. But then, of course, COVID like took over the world. So yes. we had a global pandemic, which is still affecting the world. And I know you were involved because I haven't had a chat with you, um, really. You were involved in a little bit of Operation COVID yes. Um, yourself. Yes, I was deployed uh, to the city for uh, well, 18 odd weeks doing uh, operations uh, down there and then uh, local COVID things. And, uh, you know, we um, uh, are still um, supporting the, the hotel operations with staff. Uh, our involvement now that things have settled as senior police has calmed down a little bit, so we're yep. all uh, all back in our commands. But there was a, a lot of a lot of things happening towards the the back end of, of uh, last year. That's for sure, right through uh, through COVID, mm. and uh, everyone got in. And thankfully, you know, the Hawkesbury's come out of it uh, pretty well. We haven't had um, any issues and problems out here. We are very appreciative of people doing the right thing. And we do remind people those public health issues that if any symptoms at all, please uh, go out and uh, get the testing done. Yep. Uh, maintain your social distancing, even though the masks might be off in shopping centres now. Uh, it's still a, a good protection thing. Uh, remember, public transport still required. And uh, just stay up to date through uh, local radio, such as Hawkesbury uh, FM, on what the changes are to the requirements, because they, they do swing around from day to day. Oh, they do. And the government, like I, my family, my son went through two major surgeries during our, our global pandemic, and my mum had a surgery as well. And so, like, I'm from June, July last year, all the way up until now, like, I've seen what our medical professionals go through in the hospital, and, and that was just... I mean, I spent 11 days in a row at Westmead Children's where the second time around, because he had one surgery July and one in August, and the difference between how things changed in that few weeks, like it was suddenly masks had to be worn all the time in the hospital, even in the room. Um, and it, it's just people don't understand that. A, a lot of people don't understand. I should rephrase that. A lot of people don't understand how serious COVID is. It is a really serious thing. I think... You know, when we look at uh, what happens overseas, mm -hmm. uh, the death tolls and the illness and the, the difficulties overseas, uh, we have been uh, very blessed. We've uh, done well in Australia and perhaps sometimes it's because we've handled things so well, yep. we haven't really had the pointy end like uh, the UK <laughs> and the United States have uh, experienced. And heaven only knows what's happening in some of the uh, countries that aren't oh, as open. Definitely. Uh, so it, uh, we, we still have to be vigilant because uh, the virus is, is still out there and all these new strains keep uh, mutating and uh, attempting to get into the country. So um, the battle's not over. You know? No, it's definitely not over. And I think, I mean, I was chatting to my neighbour the other day and his mum, they're from a, little, a lovely little country, a farming sort of country town in India. And his mum was coming over every few months, but because of COVID, his mum hasn't been able to come over now. And she's she's elderly, and um, I asked him how his mum is obviously thinking they, they live in a fairly poor part of India. But he said, actually, where they are, there's only about a 1,000 homes, and there's like a, a chief of, of each little district, and they all keep in touch with each other, and they look out for everyone. So they've kept COVID out of their little part because they are being, with what little knowledge they have, they're very vigilant about symptoms. And you think... I mean, here we are. We are lucky that we have a government like we do who have been strict. So when people complain they can't have too many people at a wedding or they can't um, they can't go to a nightclub and dance and things like that, they're not understanding that this is an airborne thing. It's 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 going to spread. It's just not safe. No, so. 100% correct. It, uh, the virus can't move on its own. It's only people that move it around. So those restrictions are in for a place. And, 
you know, we'll uh, we'll do our best to uh, keep people safe. That's for sure. Oh, and I'm I'm happy about that. So I was glad we got to have a chat about that. Another thing I wanted to have a talk about was water safety because I um I know we have unfortunately had a few drownings um, in the Hawkesbury. Um, there was um, there was an incident last week, unfortunately, and um, it's sad to just think about the way things. I mean, I had a look at um, the Royal Life Saving website and they said that the summer drowning toll for this year, like approximately, is around 61 compared to last year. There was 48 deaths recorded around this time. So, I mean, and I know these aren't just, they say that this is just a an estimation. It's not all up there. But, I mean, mm. we've had a lot more deaths. Like mm. The worrying thing about that is that, um, you know, that's a number. Mm. But in reality, they're people. Um, yeah, definitely. Yep. And it's it's you know leading into Christmas, um, the the number of families that uh, through drownings weren't having someone around the Christmas table, someone to not unwrap their presents or give presents. Mm. You know, life changing situations, and you know it's one of those knock on effects from uh, from COVID. Uh, people aren't travelling, so no. they're staying local. Uh, they're doing local activities, and with the weather that we've been having, I, I know that working on the weekends you. Look across to uh, the beach on, on the river here at uh, Windsor, mm. and it's packed. It, yep. it looks like Bondi. So we're getting a lot of people, both locals and visitors, who use our waterways. Over the uh, Australia Day long weekend, unfortunately, we had a, a drowning of a, of a 16-year-old boy. and But on top of that, we had uh, five near misses, five near drownings. Wow. Uh, with three separate incidents. One was a family of four and then two other single people. And it was the the awareness of people using the waterways that were able to go out and assist these people and bring them back uh, to safety. Mm. Uh, the family of four all had to go to hospital that ingested and swallowed water. Uh, so they uh, were classed as what they term a, a near drowning. And it could have been a, a horrendous weekend in the Hawkesbury. We were very close to to losing uh, you know, nearly six people just over in our area over over that weekend. It's um and it's one of those things I think you know we we had a, a chat about it a year ago and it's things are different now than what they were a year ago because of COVID the world has changed for everybody so these little activities going out with your family out to the river or out to the beach or even to the pools things are a lot different now and but it's people are like my son's gone out for dinner with his cousin tonight and I still have that oh, do you really have to go out you know why are you going because I worry about the crowds and. And it's just, but people, when they get out, they feel like, oh, finally, I'm free. I can get out. I can unwind, have a couple of drinks. But we're, we've got rain right now. So the waterways, the conditions of the water are going to be different. Of course. And, and they're, they're different every day. So yes. what, but what we're having now is different from a week ago. Oh, the, the river that people swim in uh, tomorrow, if the, if the sun comes back on a Saturday in the Hawkesbury, the river they swim in today won't be the same as the river they swam in uh, last weekend. Mm. You know, the, the uh, river bank would have changed. Uh, more snags could have drifted down. Mm -hmm. There could be um, logs or other items that have um, submerged and moved. Mm -hmm. So we, we always urge people that uh, on those hot days when there's nothing better than getting in and cooling down, please um, go in feet first and, and don't dive. Yep. Just take your time. Just yep. walk into the water. Ease your way in slowly so that you are 100% certain on what you're going to encounter as you enter the waterway. Yeah, and that's right. And I think it's um, and especially when you're going into water where you can't see the bottom, you you can't look down, you can't exactly. see in. Exactly, it's not a swimming pool. No, um, and, and but swimming pools are still dangerous as well. It's not. I mean, we're not saying they're not. Of course, they are. They're dangerous. And uh, I noticed a friend of mine had put up a picture on Facebook the other day. She'd bought a swimming pool for her two children. Um, they're three and six. And she said, "Oh no, I don't need a pool." And I'm like, "I don't need a fence around the pool." But it's a, it's you know. It frustrates me. People don't understand that children can drown in a few centimetres of water. That's right. And not just children, adults. Yep. Uh, we've got to be very, very water conscious. Uh, part of my geographic responsibility in the command, I look after a lot of um, lot of issues over in the um, Wiseman's Ferry, St Albans area. Mm -hmm. And I've spoken to a lot of good people out there who back onto the river. And they've actually got a, a, a line in the yard. And if anyone goes past that line, whether they be an adult, a child, they said we wouldn't care if it's the president or the Pope. They go past that line, a life vest goes on. That's that, good. Yeah. They're, um, they are very, very proactive and they know that it uh, doesn't matter. You can be a good, strong, confident swimmer, get into the water, have a medical incident occur or you know 
get caught in a snag or a current and the waterways whilst enjoyable and uh, treated with care and respect are very pleasurable we just ask people to always be mindful of uh, of that you know donna it's a it's a big uh, pebble in the pond situation you know you've got the families who suffer the loss mm-hmm. the community suffers a loss from what people bring to it everyone in the community has value everyone contributes in their own way and also our thoughts go to the emergency service workers who are responding to these jobs mm-hmm. you know a lot of the uh, police and ambulance officers ses they've got young families and pulling a 16 year old boy out of the water is very very close to home and oh, it, yeah. uh, it takes a toll on everyone and you know, we've all got to uh, realise that we ha- everyone has a responsibility around water. Mm. You know, one of the things I say to people here in uh, Windsor, if you're down at the beach and enjoying yourself and you look across and you can see that someone obviously is uh, an out-of-towner and looking a little bit inexperienced about the river, just start a conversation. Yeah. We're yep. not asking you to be uh, water police and, you know, point your finger at them, but ask simple things. Do you swim here often? Uh, you know, I swam here last week. There's a bit of a current. You know how to look for a current. And just the pleasure of actually talking to someone that you haven't met, you may strike up a conversation that's very enjoyable and you're both going to come out a lot better from it. So just uh, be kind, look after each other around the water and uh, realise that conditions can change very, very quickly. Safe Internet Day is coming up on Tuesday the 9th of February um, and I'm a mum with, with two kids who are both on the internet, one's seven, one's 15, so they're the levels of internetting uh, are different, but scary, still scary. You don't know who's who and who they're talking to. You know, look, uh, we, we spoke about how enjoyable the waterways can be, but they present uh, danger. Um, now we're uh, back inside, we're looking at internet, and once again, an area that can be very enjoyable and very satisfying, very re- rewarding for people. But, uh, gee, there's some, some risks that we need to understand. Mm. And as uh, parents and carers, we need to be able to upskill so we can look after our children. Mm-hmm. You know, we wouldn't let our children walk around the, the street and send them over to talk to a stranger. So uh, what's the difference in terms of sitting down in your uh, in your own house chatting to someone online that you don't know? And that's and, and I was saying to you when you came in, so my seven-year-old plays a game called Roblox. Now, Roblox is a silly little game and and he runs around and they do little missions and things like that but he's actually playing live with several other children that he doesn't know and he says but they're my friends and he's they're not his friends but he can still communicate with them through little text bubbles so he pushes a button and he says something and it appears in a bubble above his head and um and that's scary for me as a mum because we as parents we, we don't watch what our kids do like 24 hours a day seven days a week we really don't like we'd like to say that we do but we don't. Like, we don't know who our kids are talking to sometimes or what they're doing. I mean, it's it's really, really hard. And my 15-year-old, he's homeschooled due to spine surgery. And he said to me a few weeks ago, oh, I want to go and meet a girl at Rouse Hill. And I went, well, how do you know the girl? And he goes, I met her through friends. I said, but you don't have any friends from school anymore. He goes, oh, I met her through friends of friends. I'm like, yeah, but how do you know who she is? And I found myself going to the shops with him. I took him. I walked, thankfully because of the mask, I walked and he walked off in one way, I walked in the other, and I watched him the whole time. I watched him meet her and I watched them walk off and I made sure there was no one else walking behind her or with her. And I I felt like an absolute stalker, but you don't know who your kids are talking to. You don't know who these people are. Predators, especially during school holidays, they they know parents work, not every parent's home, Mm. and this is what they do. That's right. It's a... It's, it's it's a very sensible thing to do, uh, the, the safety of, of young people. And mm. th- they don't have the life experience to understand. They have that... Um, I always say there's a big difference from being childlike and childish. Mm-hmm. And when you're childlike, um, you, you think the best of people. You, you don't think people are going to hurt you. Mm. You, you don't think that there's um, is, issues and risks that you need to be aware of. Mm. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's up to uh, the adults to... Um, to, to give them that life experience. Yeah, I know. And, and, I mean, Safer Internet Day has become a landmark event on the online safety calendar. So it started as an initiative of the EU Safe Borders Project in 2004. So oh, it's, it's weird to think the internet's been around for as long as it has, isn't it, really? That's right. And how much it's evolved. Um, so this is... Um, this is now celebrated in 170 countries worldwide um, because, I mean, there's... 
as it says, cyberbullying to social network, um, digital identities. Like each year, Safer Internet Day aims to raise awareness of emerging online issues and current concerns. So, and you're behind this this year. Like you've you've sent us um, a bit of information and stuff, and I'm glad you're in here having a chat about it because it's important. It is a very important area of what um, we need to be aware of, and our our command is right behind these engagement strategies to um, to reach out and hopefully prevent issues from occurring mm. uh, before they uh, turn into uh, big problems. The um, uh, here in Australia, we've um, got a an unprecedented amount of use of uh, of internet. You think of um, Young people now walking around with smartphones and tablets and other devices, they do have access to these areas. And uh, as as adults, a lot of people aren't aware of the things that they uh, just need to uh, keep a lookout for. Mm. You know, one of the things that we came up um, against was the the identity theft, where through the passage of life, people get their learner's permit or their P's, and they jump online and proudly display a photograph for their license with their date of birth, their license number, their address. And hey presto, um, someone creates a false identity, uh, racks up credit cards, racks up debts, and in a few years' time, someone goes to uh, apply for these uh, privileges and gets knocked back. Um, so, you know, even simple little things like that. Um, an area that we're very concerned about is uh, cyber bullying. Mm. You know, bullying has always gone on at school. I mean, we are going to have a anti uh, day of action against bullying and violence uh, in March. And we'll, um, you know, release details of that soon. But bullying has occurred at schools uh, for a long, long time. But what's happening now is that a child can get bullied at school and then they come home where it should be safe and they can get a breath and a bit of distance and then the bullying continues while they're online. Yeah, and my son actually went through that. Um, He was bullied by... And I'd actually seen little incidents at school... Um, and by the time my son, I mean, I'd even spoken to the boy who was responsible, you know, for the bullying. I watched this boy once put his hands around my son's neck going down a staircase. And my son, you know, like, he keeps saying, it's okay, mum, it's okay, it's okay. Um, but by the time he got to year five, um, it was the June, July holidays. He just refused to go back to school. That's right. And I, yeah. and I didn't know, but it was continuing at home on the Xbox. And it, it was hard because I saw... I could see what was happening, but then my son was hiding what was happening as well. He wasn't telling me every detail. And it's it's not nice as a parent to know that your kids are being picked on and they should come home and feel safe, but it does continue. Because these guys then get on social media, they get on the Xbox, the PlayStation. It's just uh, unrelenting and it, it just builds the pressure up and up. And, mm. you know, no one, no one uh, needs to live in that type of fear. So. Definitely not. So um, that and uh, many other topics will be, it's uh, taking the form of a webinar, uh, our session, because yep. um, our friends at eSafety uh, Commissioner are still working COVID safe uh, requirements. So they're going to have a uh, online webinar. Yep. People from the Hawkesbury, we're going, to, uh, we're going to meet, we'll have a discussion before and after the webinar and participate in the webinar. And what we're doing is um, uh, giving parents and carers the, uh, the skills to be able to start a conversation with their children about their uh, online friendships mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, push the positive things of that um, internet use and also helping parents understand that the rights, laws and community expectations that govern social uh, media use. Mm-hmm. We always find it uh, very frustrating that you'll, you'll have people post and say things online that they'd never say to someone face-to-face. Yeah. And there are legal ramifications that can occur to people. Mm-hmm. So there have been uh, people, um, and unfortunately here in the Hawkesbury, there have been people charged with uh, intimidation by using um, a carrier such as the internet. And some people don't believe that that's, it, it, oh, no, it's not against, it is against the law. It, it is it's the it's law. a telecommunications yeah. offence, isn't it? Um, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. and it, it's um, one of those things, I mean, people don't, the thing that sort of saddens me when I think about my son, like my son's a, a smart, vibrant, amazing kid, but not just kids, adults as well, sometimes people can only take so much and they yes. get to a point where they just can't deal with it anymore. Mm. And, um, and we don't want to see stories about people who have gone and done things because they've been pushed to a point through bullying through bullying through the... I mean, it's just the internet is such a scary thing. It really is a scary thing. 
It's a it's a useful device in so many ways, but it's also just horrendous. Oh, it is. I mean, it um, it's and it's like trying to put toothpaste back into a tube. We're never going to go back to a world the way that it was. No. So we have to learn to adapt and uh, deal with the things that are there. And so our uh, seminar, one of the things that uh, will be an advantage is that the people from uh, the Office of E-Safety Commissioner will uh, very clearly set out where to get help when mm-hmm. these situations occur yep. and what, what actually can be done. It's one of those areas that uh, whilst the initial report can be made to a, uh, to a police station, you know, this is actually the specialist. These are the people that deal with it all the time. Yeah. These are the people that actually have the ability to contact people such as Facebook, Instagram and all these other platforms and say, take that comment down. So mm. it, it can be done and these people have got the, uh, the authority uh, how to do that. You know, so we, we urge parents and carers who um, need to upskill because recent studies indicate that only 46% of parents have the confidence in dealing with an issue. Uh, so there's uh, over 50% of parents are sticking their head in the sand saying, well, I don't know what to do and it'll go away. Mm. And it, it won't. So we, you know, we encourage people to uh, contact me uh, yep. by, by email at uh, 33211 at au for more details about the seminar. Or they can, uh, if they are... Uh, interested, they can search a, a booking platform called uh, Eventbrite. Mm-hmm. Search for events at Richmond on the uh, 9th of February, and you can make your bookings direct from from there. And we will share this information on Facebook, of course, on our social media platforms because it is important. It's really important. Oh, it is, and uh, there's no better way uh, than a, a local radio station like this in getting the message out uh, to people who may not uh, be following us on Facebook. But I know the uh, the audience that Hawkesbury Radio has, and there'll be a lot of people will will hear this interview tonight. And uh, please uh, spread the word around and uh, encourage people to uh, to come along to to these experiences. We've set it up so it'll be COVID safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, numbers are limited. Yep. We uh, we have um, you know the appropriate distancing, and we uh, can only admit people who have booked. So we've got the the tracing details. Mm-hmm. So we're doing everything we can to. Uh, keep people safe while they're learning about being safe. Absolutely. So, and it, it's um, the webinar is free. Um, it is so free. Yes, it is free. But um, when do they have to have their? If they want to come along, what's the cutoff date for registering? Or once your numbers are full, that's it anyway. Once the numbers are full, yep. that'll be it anyway. Um, and I also encourage people in the Hawkesbury. We uh, try to do a um, an event or a seminar at least every three months, and. We can only do that if there's an interest from the community. So please, if you if you want education from uh, from police and other agencies to continue, uh, support us as we support you and make certain you come along to these seminars because they are very, very important. It is. And it, it, look, thank you so much for popping in. I know like you've your night shifts are quite busy, as you said, when there's only one inspector on at nights. And yes. so you've kind of got a, a whole heap of... Um, I, I, I'm sorry to all your fellow police officers, but you've got a whole heap of little ducklings like back at the station who you've kind of got to get in a row. And yes, um, yeah. and so, like, we appreciate your time coming in here today. And yeah, there's only another 12 hours to go. We're finishing at <laughs> 6 in the morning. So. <laughs> only another 12 hours, it's fine. 12. That's right. No, right, but yeah. we're, we're, like, we know you've been busy and stuff like that, and it gets hard because, I mean, you and I were having a chat the other day. Sometimes work comes up and it, you don't know what's going to happen from time to time. Like you guys just, you don't, you can't predict what's going to happen. So we appreciate you popping in tonight. Uh, look, it's always a fantastic opportunity to uh, to engage with the listeners on Hawkesbury Radio. We, we know that there's, uh, you know, Hawkesbury seniors, Hawkesbury parents out there listening. And it's it's all information that's uh, about the police working with the community to keep uh, keep you safe and reduce uh, fear of crime. So we always appreciate the opportunity of uh, of getting out there and, and raising these very important topics. And we'd love to have you next time you're, you know, you've got five minutes and you want to pop back in. You're always welcome here at Hawkesbury Radio because we know there are a lot of issues that do come up and things that we, just to keep our community aware, that's in, in our community and our wider communities so we i mean seniors are important we've spoken about that before um they're a hugely important part of the community and a lot of seniors 
don't have contact with many people. Um, so their ways radio is one of their ways of hearing what's going on in the local areas. Um, so it's important that we keep we keep conversations open. Radio is very important for that regard. There'd be uh, people sitting there, maybe at home on their own, and just having uh, hearing a conversation and voices is so much more personal than sitting down and reading a newspaper or uh, even watching television because this is a live conversation. It's actually happening. Mm. And they could be, imagine sitting there nodding and listening to things and hopefully making notes about what we've been talking about. So we uh, we definitely have it as a key strategy uh, throughout the year to uh, have uh, lots of regular chats with you. Yeah, that'd no, be great. Like we, um, we do appreciate it and we know... Um, it's Friday today, wet weather, people are a little bit crazier for some reason. It's, um, it really does rain cats and dogs sometimes, I really I do think, or poodles, as Bert would say, it rains poodles and cats. Yes. So it um, gets a little bit crazy, but you've got, uh, if it makes you feel better, you've got 11 hours and 46 minutes left on your shift. That's right, it's all countdown from now. <laughs> it's a countdown from now. I hope you enjoy your little can, you can put it in your little trophy room. Certainly. On your little, your man cave. No. You've got a man cave at home? Oh, no, no, I've... Uh... I've, I do have a little place I keep some things, but uh, <laughs> no, that'll uh, that'll bring a lot of smiles to a lot of people. No, it was cute. I just saw yeah. it and I went, oh, the chief. Yeah. So, you know, he's popping in. I hope all the other, nobody else tries to steal that from you back at the station. So. Oh, no, they uh, they wouldn't do that. They better not no. tell them Donna from Hawkesbury Radio will come and see them. So <laughs> Good on you, Donna. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope the rest of your shift is une- uneventful, fingers crossed. Maybe you can just kick back at the station or... <laughs> Uh, still plenty to do you know plenty there's do. Um, things it's uh, it's the quiet hours are a good time to get some uh, some planning things done get through some projects kick things off and actually have a little bit of uninterrupted uh, time and before you know it your, your relief turns up and off you go so it's uh, not as though that we sit around in uh, comfortable chairs waiting for the night to go. We'll uh, we'll be kept busy. No, no, and yeah. I know because we went to catch up at the end of last year, and you got called out on on things, and all throughout COVID, it was just hard because you guys you do work hard, and we do appreciate the work that the police do, not only in this area but all areas, because you guys you really all do work hard. And um, and it's I spoke to a police officer a few weeks ago. Um, I can't even remember. Oh, it was about um, long story short. But um, just exemptions for people with masks, like I've got sisters who are disabled who don't understand masks, they don't understand COVID. And I spoke to a lovely officer out at Riverston and um, and as I was getting off the phone to her, I said, stay safe. And she said, oh, wow, thank you so much. And I just and she said, that means a lot to me, but I don't think about it. I, I genuinely mean it. Stay safe because you guys are out there. Stay safe from COVID. Stay safe from all the, the nutters, unfortunately, that are, are, are in the world. But you guys have a hard job. You do. Well, we do, but um, it is very, very re- rewarding. It, um, basically, it's what we uh, got into it to do, yep. is to uh, make a bit of a difference, to, um, to serve, uh, serve people, to um, keep uh, things safe. Yep. And I often look around and um, you'll see uh, little kids sort of walking with their parents and you often think, well, you know, this is what we actually do it for. It's, it's for the children, for the future, and just building a, uh, working with the community to build a, a safer community. Definitely. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, a lot of people get surprised. We, we do a lot more than just uh, fight crime. We have a lot of initiatives to keep people safe on, on roads and rivers, at, at home, over the internet. So we, yep. we have um, have a lot of tasks that we have strategies for. Obviously, our, our prime uh, combat agency is that responding to, to crime. But we, uh, we have a lot of other things that we'd like to, uh, to get done as well. Yeah, it's about being, it's involving yourself. And a lot of police officers who um, graduate, I've, I know friends who have come out of the force, uh, Goulburn, sorry, and they've come into the force, like they've wanted to be sort of put in places close to areas they grew up in and because they want to be a part of the community that they grew up in because they want to give back to the community um, because they see little things that are important from when they were little. And, um, and it's always nice to know, like when you see officers who may have been stationed somewhere out in the middle of nowhere, but they somehow always end up back home. And, mm. um, and they bring with them the knowledge that they've bought from wherever they were and they bring it back to their community, and I think it's important. So, And I know you're a local guy, aren't you, from around here? So fairly, oh, fairly local. Fairly I'm local. From the Blue Mountains. Yeah, no, yeah. from the Blue Mountains. It's lovely so we're, up there. Um, yep. We're neighbouring sort of areas with uh, a lot in, lot in common in terms of the, uh, the things that we face and the way that we're policed. Uh, Blue Mountains is a small command similar to what here is, uh, is in the Hawkesbury. And I've been fortunate now. I'm um, 
getting close to five, six years uh, serving in the Hawkesbury, and it is a uh, an absolute pleasure in terms of the, the community and the the area that it is. It's uh, scenically, it's very beautiful, and it's a lot of variety. And uh, you know, we're getting a lot of a lot of good things done uh, with the community. So it's it's. A short drive, but the drive is uh, definitely worthwhile. I, I think that every time I come in here, because I live out um, in the western suburbs, so I come in and it's a good 26 to 30-odd minute drive. And the moment, you know, some of the roads I'm driving down, I'm thinking, oh, but as soon as you hit the Hawkesbury and you see the beautiful scenery, the drive's worth it. That's right. It absolutely yeah. is. And even the people, like Leon and I were saying, I can walk down to the shops and people are just, they're different here. They're friendly. They're... The community here is just lovely. Like yes. they, we're very blessed to have the community here. That's like right. That we have like yeah, good definitely. people. So it's important that um, we keep them informed. So things like this um, safer internet day, we will get some stuff put up on online and on um, the radio station over the next week yeah, to fantastic. just promote that for yeah. you. Thanks, Donna. And you know, just remind people that if uh, any questions at all about it, even if they are not certain whether they should book or not, that email address they can send me questions about the seminar as well, and. Um, uh, we'll definitely answer those uh, nice and quickly for you, and we look forward to seeing people on the 9th of February. Thank you so much for coming in again, Chief Inspector Sims. It was lovely finally having you back in here with me again. So thank you. Thank you, Donna. Thank you.